Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. We are entering our fourth year of this bad boy, of this bad broad. Seems crazy. But I just want to say thanks to everybody who listened to last week's episode and who took the time to message me and tell me what you got out of the episode or just to like congratulate me and encourage me. I can't even believe that there are people as nice as you guys. So Thank you so much. It really just means means everything to me. So today I am recording on Wednesday, June 21st. I'm a little behind. I normally try to record on Tuesdays, but you know, my brain is not at its peak right now. So I'm recording on Wednesday and yesterday I spent about 12 hours of my life completely consumed by this question that I asked on my Instagram. If you follow me there, you probably already know what I'm talking about. If you don't follow me, let me give you the rundown. So I posted a question box that was about, or I asked you guys, what are some words that people mispronounce that drive you crazy? And first of all, a lot of you guys like sent me answers that were basically how non-native English speakers pronounce words and how much it bothers you? No, not not the point of the question. Not what I was asking. Kind of mean of you. Not even kind of mean, super mean. So that was not that was not what I was talking about. I was talking about things that are actually mispronounced. Like my example that I gave, I hate when people say mascarpone cheese because that's not how it's spelled. It's mascarpone cheese. Uh, or mascarpone, I guess, if you're if you're getting fancy with it, or things like um, the differentiation between macaroon and macaron. They're two different words. They're spelled differently. One has one o at the end. One has two o. So one makes the ooh no noise. One makes the ah noise. Macaron. Yeah, macaron. Anyway, so we had this big long discussion, and then eventually it turned into the discussion of the Utah accent, which I don't know if this happens in other states. First of all, you guys know I've I've ebbed and flowed with like loving Utah, hating Utah, whatever. I think everybody goes through that with where they're from. Like sometimes you love it, sometimes you hate it. I'm in a loving Utah era right now. But there is something about being from Utah that people don't want to admit to. And I'm guilty of this because, first of all, I was born in Georgia and I lived there for nine months. And then, then my parents moved. And then when I was four, we moved to Boston for three years. The rest of my, so let's see, that's that's four years total spent out 
side of Utah. So for 26 years of my life, I have lived in Utah. And for some reason, when I was younger, I convinced myself I was not from Utah. I, I don't know why. And you will find this a lot. You will find people who moved here from California when they were five and they still say, and like now they're 35 and they've never left. And they will still say that they were raised in California or they're from California. I just, I feel like if you are over the age of 30 or you are maybe 30 plus and you moved to Utah when you were under 10, you're now from Utah. Like maybe not from Utah, but like you're a Utah. Like you're, you're not like special because you lived in California for 20% of your life. Maybe that's rude. Don't know. Don't care. But the discussion on my Instagram about mispronouncing words, it, yeah, it evolved into talking about the Utah accent, which I convinced myself I don't have. But you guys hear me speak every single week for at least 45 minutes. So I'm sure a lot of you have caught on that I probably do have an accent. And something I learned about myself is that I can't fight it anymore. I just need to embrace it. It was actually, it actually took a, a I took a huge blow to my ego last night because somebody said, they said, well, Utahns add an extra G in words like wingers or swingers. Like you're saying it twice almost. Like you're saying swingers. And oh, that's the word that most of you chose, by the way. Thank you, Real Housewives, for uh, making us, you know, putting us on the map for our swingers. But I was, I didn't think I said it. And so I, I was talking about it on my Instagram and some, and so many people were like, Maddie, you're doing it. You're not, you're not exempt from this because I'm learning that people from other States, they kind of slur it all together. So they say swingers. It's just one. I'm not saying that one is right or wrong, but I'm just saying that I learned this about myself and I had to, I, I was violently humbled in this moment that I do have a Utah accent. But let's talk about some other words. I, this is just um, this is just for educational purposes. I will tell you guys some of the other words that people commonly mispronounce, and we can learn together. So let's see. One of them is oh, is the word anyway. Anyway is what you should say when you're telling a story. Not anyways. Anyways is not a word. I this this I do this a lot. I have tried to rewire to say anyway, but anyways kind of comes out. Again, none of these are real. English is a made up language. Okay. Like any language that has the word kernel in it and it's spelled C-O-L-O-N-E-L, it's not a real language. So really there's no rules, but I just thought we'd, you know, we'd have a little fun with it. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, the macaron versus macaroon, uh, the word penalized. A lot of people say penalized. According to Google, it is penalized. I don't think we like the word peen very much as humans, which I, I don't, I don't disagree with. I will do anything to not say peen. I used to call it a penis. Okay. Oh, the word gyro, like the Mediterranean food, G-Y-R-O. It's gyro, not gyro, not gyro, not gyro, gyro. That one's a, that one's tough. Okay. This was one that, that came up that I try to argue, I tried to argue in favor of, because of what Miriam Webster says, but it's the word nother. So we say whole nother, a whole nother thing. And nother is not a word. It should, see, it should be a whole other thing or another thing. But again, it's one of those things that's made up. It's not, you wouldn't ever write it in like a, you know, a proper email or paper or something. But when you say it, it's not necessarily wrong. It's kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm wrong or yeah, I don't know if this is wrong, 
but like you know how in British accents when they're saying a word hold on what what is it I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what it is it's like they add an r at the end when the word that they're saying ends with a vowel and then the next one starts with a vowel so it's kind of like to separate it let me think of an example actually now that I'm thinking about it I won't try to do a British accent uh I won't put you guys through that but I just Googled it and they basically call it the intrusive R or the connecting R. So it's like if they were to say my soda is flat, it would kind of sound like they're saying my soda is flat. Like, obviously, it sounds a lot better when you don't sound like me. But you guys get what I'm talking about. So the the N in whole nother, it feels kind of similar to that. Again, I'm not a linguist specialist. I'm just an idiot on the Internet. So that's my hot take. Uh, what are some other ones? Oh, people who say important instead of important. I mean, a lot of people would normally say like important, like drop that second T. This is the other thing that Utahns get shit for is that we drop the T in mountains. I mean, we add the G in swingers. So what do you guys want us to do? You know, we can't have it all. <laughs> but I do feel like mountains. I hear a lot of people say that from a lot of different places. I don't think it's specifically Utah. The Utah accent is definitely things like um, the word feel is fill. Like I feel like the real deal instead of the real deal. I try to avoid that one. I hear that one a lot. Uh, the word niche, N-I-C-H-E. Niche and niche, both correct. There's not an incorrect way to say that. Just like data and data, I believe those are both correct. People know what you're talking about either way. Uh, the word sherbet, not sherbert. That's that's really upsetting. Also, the word realtor, two syllables, not realtor. Want to know what the funniest thing is? When I was watching Selling Sunset, they almost all say realtor. Like they all add that. It's like they, they haven't seen the word written down because it's just realtor. Somebody did message me and they say, well, it's three words because it's realtor. I, I say the word real like R-E-E-L. R-E-E-L and R-E-A-L are the same word to me, real. So I would say realtor. Uh, the word mischievous, it's mischievous, not mischievous. There's no I in between the V and the O, so it is mischievous. Shout out to my senior year AP Lit teacher because she's who taught me that. Okay, the next one. Oh, this is when we got into the whole G discussion about how I myself am guilty of the Utah hard G. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all of those that have had to listen to my Utah accent. Hopefully it is not that bad and we can move on. But anyway, just wanted to talk about that for some reason, because again, it took up so much of my day yesterday and we were really deep in the conversations of, you know, what is proper and what isn't. And at the end of the day, there's no real way to say anything. So we're all fine. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Dipsy. Let's take a moment to check in with ourselves. How would you rate your relationship with yourself lately? Whether you're feeling confident and you want to explore your innermost desires further, or you could use a little boost in self-love, Dipsy's sexy audio stories are here to help. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. 
They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. So you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, or hot and heavy hookups. Dipsy is also radically inclusive and they have stories for straight and queer listeners. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again and again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Also, if you don't want to listen to those stories, they've got soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and also sexy stories that you can read. I know how many of you are into that. We just did an episode all about it. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com bad. One more time, that is dipsystories.com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by HelloFresh. This summer, HelloFresh is here to take the work out of eating well. Reach your goals with delicious, calorie-smart, and protein-smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan recipes, too. I just got my HelloFresh in the mail. You want to know what it is so good for? Protein-rich meals. We all are learning these days that we need to be focusing on protein and veggies and getting enough in our diet. I very, very rarely make recipes all on my own that have enough protein. With HelloFresh, I'm getting just the right amount for every meal that I need. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Also, everything is high quality. And also, I'm obsessed with the little HelloFresh kits. Like nothing brings me more joy than opening it and there's like mini versions of everything that you could possibly need. It's like it, it's like something about it is healing my inner child. So go to HelloFresh.com slash bad16, that's B-A-D-1-6, and use the code bad16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash bad16. Use the code bad16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. There's so many free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Let's get on to today's topic. Today we are talking about bad gifts that we've received. This was requested by a lot of you and also I was at dinner with my friends and we were all talking about like the worst gifts that we received because I had just shared my worst gift I had received, which was a couple weeks ago when I told you guys that uh, the worst gift I received was the concept of a gift. Uh, when somebody told me that they had an idea that we start buying each other bracelets and he didn't have a bracelet to give me. He just, the gift was that he had thought of buying me a bracelet. <laughs> um, but we were all talking about it. And then I was like, why don't we do this as a podcast submission? And then, yeah, anyway, so this is a good, <laughs> good topic. And I got to correct something that I did. So on the Google submission form, I put not all men are bad gift givers, but all bad gift givers are men. And you know what? I'm going to correct that because turns out grandmas and mother-in-laws, mothers-in-law, mothers-in-law, also terrible gift givers. Like I, I don't know. I just, I don't think 
it's the thought that counts. <laughs> I don't think that that is accurate. Like, I just feel like if you're going to do like put the effort forward for giving a gift, put put some like diligence into it. Like, just try. I'm going to try to give some pointers throughout the episode of what I think are good gifts and what I think are bad gifts. And like I said, I think this was two weeks ago when we were talking about the gifts. I, I am fine to give a list of things that I want and have, you know, my significant other buy them for me. Like, that is fine. I don't care if it's a surprise. I just want something that I like. And anybody, if you're listening and you, I had a lot of people submit and they were like, I am the bad gift giver in my relationship. Like my husband, boyfriend, whatever is great. And I suck. I just, I, I'm, I'm going to go over some things that I think could help, could help with the gift giving. If you yourself struggle with gift giving and anyway, hopefully save us all from terrible birthdays and anniversaries and Christmases. So let's get into today's submissions. Some of these are so bad and oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not done. We're not done talking about things that we're crazy this week because I got a submission. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. I can't believe, like, you guys remember that submission I got a couple weeks ago about the ick when she was like, you give me the ick. I was like, okay, bold. But turns out you guys are getting real comfortable in my Google submissions because check out this submission. Haha, this is going to be funny because the most recent gift I've gotten that wasn't good and I had to fake and oh my gosh, I love it was a bad broadcast hate that sweatshirt. It just doesn't fit me and I'm not big on the hate that heart or the color. Love you in the pod. Just the hate that sweatshirt is really not a good fit for me. Also, sorry if who who got it for me is listening because she listens as well. Hence why she got it for me. I think about it all the time. I don't wear it and I just don't like it. Again, I love you and the podcast. <laughs> You guys, why? Why tell me this? Also, that's the worst gift you've ever been given. Like the like the very worst. Like that is so offensive. I know it would be I should probably just like not read these on the podcast and let it go. But you guys, somebody submitted somebody typed this up and said this is a good idea to send to Maddie. I hate your sweatshirt. I like the podcast. I hate my friend who gave it to me. Again, I hate the sweatshirt. Love you in the podcast. I didn't need to know any of that. You could have just messaged me and said the last sentence, which was love you in the pod. That was all I needed to know. People are getting people are getting comfortable. Let me tell you. So I just I had, I had to share. I put it on my story and everybody was dying. I just yeah, I, I wish I had been keeping a running list of like worst submissions that I've ever gotten because that would be a crazy episode. Just like the either the most offensive things towards me or just like, yeah, the worst submissions. Anyway, uh, so now, <laughs> gosh, it's so bad. Okay, now let's get into your guys' submissions for the worst gift you've ever received. My husband, quote unquote, bought me tickets to see Celine Dion two birthdays in a row. Turns out he never actually purchased them both times. And now she's retired. Yeah, you can't be gifting things unless you've got the confirmation number in hand. Unless you've got the email, you've got the Ticketmaster barcode. You can't be gifting tickets because there's always a chance they're going to sell out. Like the, the fear that is instilled in me when I like tell people like, yeah, I got my ticket to something and I don't actually have it yet. Like you, you can't confirm that. I think also this was, oh, this was something I was going to say earlier because I feel like a lot of people say, um, well, gift giving is my love language. 
that's not one of them. That's not one of the five love language. Five. Oh my gosh. Five love languages. I get what you mean, though. Like you feel good giving people gifts. I would I would much rather give a gift than receive a gift. Well, I'm saying that now. I, I probably like both equally, but I do really love giving gifts. But yeah, that's more like just a preference. Like you just you feel good when you give gifts. It's not necessarily if we're getting technical. One of the five love languages. I wonder what my love languages are. I actually haven't done that test in quite some time. For sure, not for sure, not physical touch. Oh, it's the worst. It might be one of my worst qualities. Like if I am touching somebody, like even if like if our toes are within an inch of each other and I can just feel the presence of another body nearby, I can't sleep. Like people who can sleep like all snuggled up, I, I don't understand. And it is a real bummer for people who have the opposite love languages, love language of me. I try to do my best though. I try to just suck it up and find the the good in snuggling. But yeah, physical touch, not one of my, not a huge one of mine. I honestly think mine might be receiving gifts and probably acts of service. I do love that. I love a I love an outward expression. I love to be able to see how much you love me. Like how much laundry do you love me? You know what I mean? Okay. Next one. My now husband gave me a Kansas City t-shirt in an ugly color and two sizes too small when we were dating. He no longer buys me clothes for presents. I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb. There are definitely exceptions to this. People there. I've talked to girls before who like trust their husband implicitly to choose their clothes and buy their clothes. I think that probably generally speaking, most women want to pick out their own clothes. So if you're a guy listening and you think, oh, I'm just going to get her this really cool T-shirt. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> it's from the Bo Burnham. Uh, I think it's from Inside, isn't it? When he does that. Don't. But uh, yeah, just maybe go gift card. Maybe go anything else. Just don't don't buy clothes. I wouldn't trust any guy to buy me clothes. I'm so sorry. I barely trust myself to buy clothes. I'm going to Disneyland this weekend and I'm trying to put together outfits that are both comfortable and not going to make me sweat my ass off. And I don't even I shouldn't be in charge of it. Okay. Next one. My for my most recent birthday, my grandma sent in the mail to me an open pack of laundry detergent sheets in a Ziploc bag. Bless grandparents' hearts. You know, bless their hearts. I uh, you know, they're 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 probably really excited about the gifts that they give you. Some of them. Some of your grandmas are like super passive aggressive and it's kind of scary. But some of them are just, you know, I like to think that they appreciate the little things. And we probably should too. It takes a lot for me to not like a gift. Like, okay, if I got this gift, I would not like it. Let me put that out there. But like, I don't know. Some people are like, I hate when people give me lotion and body spray. I'm like, I'll take it. Why not? It Like, because after I've received the gift, I now own something that I didn't before. And I love stuff. So anything that people give me, I love. Okay, next one. My now ex-husband scheduled a haircut for me on my birthday. This wasn't just any haircut. He had been telling me for months how beautiful he thought a woman we went to church with was and that he loved her hair. He found out from her at church one day who did her hair, got their number, and then scheduled me an appointment where where I was to get my haircut just like the woman from church. He had no idea why this hurt my feelings and ended up yelling at me because I was so ungrateful. Narcissists really do everything they can to ruin birthdays. I actually can't even describe 
in my opinion, how red of a flag I believe it is if a guy wants to control your look that badly. Like, I, I don't know. I have I have been told in the past to do things with my hair. And looking back on the relationship, I'm like, oh, okay, that was weird. He wanted me to do this because then it made me look like somebody else. Like that, that to me is creepy. Like it's not only a red flag. It's like, it's like super, super alarming. It's more alarming than like in between jobs guy. I I don't know anybody who wants to tell you how to dress without your, without your permission. Like if your husband is a fashion guy and you like his input on your clothes, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about guys like this who are adamant that you change something about your look to look like somebody else. Bizarre behavior. Run away if that's happening. Okay. It was our one year anniversary. I went over to his place and he pulled out a big bin filled to the brim with (laughs) letters and memories. Turns out they were all of the letters from his past relationships. He said his gift to me was that he would burn them because I was the only one he needed. (laughs) Like, what is sometimes okay this is a generalization please don't yell at me please don't leave me a one star for this what is going on in men's brains like sometimes they do things and say things and gift things that I can't even believe a human person like goes through the process of thinking of and is like yes this is a good idea like so many gifts are given like I I didn't even include all of them but they're just like horrible stupid trinkets like why even give a gift at that point? Somebody told me that their husband gave them a broken shovel from a sandbox once. Like that seems made up. Like, does it not, does, do they not process? Like, is this something that I would like to have in my possession? That's okay. This is one of the guidelines that I was actually going to talk about for gift giving for a guy. Well, first of all, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit because I just said like, is, you know, ask yourself if that's something that you would want. But I feel like if you're going to gift a, you know, if you're in a straight relationship with a man and a woman and you are gifting the other person something, I feel like you yourself should not be interested in using the thing. Unless it's something that you guys like talked about. I don't know. I'm sure there are exceptions to this, like things that you buy that you both really want, but like it's going to be hers. and I don't know. But like you should be gifting her something that's for her. Like you should not be buying clothes or products or little things that you will also want to use. Like so many people, like somebody said their husband gifted them a leaf blower. Like, what is that? Oh, this reminds me actually. I need to correct something that I said a couple weeks ago because I was talking about a TikTok that I saw where a guy gifted his wife a weighted vest that signified how much weight he lost. I was wrong. It was actually how much weight she had lost. Still weird. I said this in the episode, still weird. Maybe marginally better, but actually maybe more offensive. I'm not sure. Either way, I hate, I hate that gift and I hope she got something else. But yeah, like if your husband is gifting you leaf blowers, lawn mowers, attachments to the four-wheeler that you have never expressed interest in, like men, hear my voice, hear my words. Don't get that for her. Buy it for yourself. Keep it in the garage. Give her a hundred dollars to Lululemon. Come on. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, 
we are faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. I mean, you guys have seen me go through a lot of life changes and I've been pretty open about the fact that the path forward wasn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or really anything else, therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement and not dwell too much on the past. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And I feel like having a therapist is kind of like having a personal coach with this. So they're helping you practice to trust yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is a great place to start. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. They get rid of all the little annoyances of therapy. You also don't have to sit in a waiting room. It's great. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. They make it super easy. And again, you don't have to do any of the little annoying things, waiting in traffic, possibly running into somebody in your therapy office. Also, finding a therapist is super easy with BetterHelp. So once again, that's betterhelp.com slash bad, betterhelp.com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Blissey. You guys have all heard about how good sleeping with a silk pillowcase is. And I'm here to tell you that it's actually true. Helps your skin, helps your hair, hair, helps you sleep better, keeps you cool. What is worse than getting sweaty at night? That's how I am. I am a sweaty sleeper. And silk is honestly the best way to sleep, especially the summer. Blissey's silk pillowcases are temperature regulating and they have naturally insulating properties. So if you sweat and overheat while you sleep, Blissey is for you. It stays cool throughout the night. So you're not constantly waking up, sweating and flipping your pillow around. And on top of that, it's good for your hair and your skin. It keeps the moisture in your hair. It keeps the natural moisture on your skin. So you can say goodbye to wrinkles, dry, flaky, red skin in the morning and wake up with healthier gorgeous, silky hair. Their award-winning 100% mulberry silk pillowcases are the key to great sleep. Blissey silk pillowcases are the best silk pillowcases on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone, including the men in your life. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could and should be next. So try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash bad and get an additional 30% off. That's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash bad and use the code bad to get an additional 30% off. Sleep cooler this summer with Blissy. Okay, next one. On our six-month anniversary of dating, he, oh, let's see, that he insisted we celebrate, he sent me a picture of a dog. And he said, well, you like dogs. And that was it. That was the present. And that night, he paid for a happy hour drink at Sonic. When I read happy hour, I was like, okay, he took you to drinks. And then it said Sonic. And I was like, oh, he bought you a soda. Those were like 85 cents, literally 85 cents. The picture of the dog is so killer. <laughs> okay. Uh, this isn't the worst. It's kind of cute when I look back and think about it. This happened when me and my husband were dating. It was our first Christmas together and we were opening gifts from one another. It was my turn to open a present from him and I opened folder dividers like for a filing cabinet. You should have seen my face. I was so confused. I laugh it off and say thank you because I don't want to be rude, but like I don't have a filing cabinet. Why do I need these? 
A couple months later, when he was helping me move out of my apartment, we stumbled upon those folders and I asked him why he gave those to me for Christmas. He said, well, when we were at the store, you pointed those out because you liked the floral print on them. And I know how much you love floral prints, so I got them for you. Like, what the heck? My view on those folders changed. He was listening. I have those folders and I've never used them. But every time I see them, I know that my man was listening. Now we have been married for three years and have a little girl on the way. His gift giving has gotten a little better over the years. How sweet. I thought that one was so nice. Again, like it doesn't hurt to just have a note in your phone that like when you hear a girl say something like, oh, I love these or like, you know, she sees a celebrity and she shows you the picture and is like, look at how cool her pants are. I don't know. Like it, it doesn't hurt. Just keep a little note like it will go such a long way. I think that's what really kills me sometimes is that like I, I don't feel that we're asking a lot. You know, I don't feel that that asking for a thoughtful Christmas or birthday present is like the most high maintenance thing in the world. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Even a car, like so many of these, I was just reading them thinking a thoughtful card would have been so much better. Like a thoughtful card with a $10 gift card to Starbucks. Like that would have been better than some of the things that these men go for. Okay, next one. So before I get into it, I know I'm going to get in so much trouble for this episode because people are going to say she hates men. She just generalizes and she hates men. It's not my fault, but a lot of men give bad gifts. Okay. So before I get into it, I love my husband so much and appreciate everything he does for me. It was our first Christmas together. And of course I went overboard for him. Oh, nothing like that first holiday in a relationship. I recently just did the first birthday in my relationship. I went so hard and like I was giving these gifts and I was like, please don't get used to this. <laughs> like, like please like this is our first one just just like maybe cut this in quarters and then take 25 percent of it that's what normal normal holidays were will be but yeah you got to go hard for the first one okay uh and of course i went overboard for him flash forward to christmas morning and we are opening presents the first gift i opened was a bulk pack of microfiber cloths like for cars i didn't even have a car the next gift was a pack of paper cups. And the third one was actually my favorite out of the three, a composition notebook that he wrote recipes on it in Sharpie right on the front. <laughs> Surely it was a joke. Nope. My husband is just a bad gift giver. Again, a thoughtful card, a gift card to Starbucks. Like, like, can you imagine how it would be eons better, eons better than, than some of these, a composition notebook. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, one time I was complaining of sore muscles. So my grandma bought me a massager. You guys know where this is going. She searched adult massager to find it on the shopping site. And yep, she gifted me a vibrator. I would simply, simply go into full body organ failure. If my grandmother accidentally gifted me a vibrator and I opened it in front of everybody, I would pass away. I would not want anyone to return or return. I would not want anybody to attend the funeral. I'd want to be cremated and have nobody discuss my name ever again. That is the worst thing. When I was 20, I had a boyfriend give me four pairs of Lululemons. Oh, you guys think this is headed somewhere good. I'm sure you do. Four, four pairs of Lululemon shorts and leggings for my birthday. He bought all of them in a size double zero. For reference, at the time, I was, I was a size six. He told me they were my goal shorts. And that I'll be at a preferred size when I could fit into the shorts. Needless to say, we broke up promptly after and I gave the shorts to my 11-year-old cousin 
who was fitting child size clothes still. And she was stoked on all the new stuff. So at least the gift made someone happy. I mean, do I even have to point out what's, you know, everything that's wrong with this? Like everything. I would not be well if anybody that I was dating, married to, whatever, made a comment on my body. Like ever even insinuated that I needed to lose weight or need like, no, no, never in a million years would I tolerate it. I would be so pissed beyond. Okay. Next one. This isn't my story, but it's my mom's. She is famously not a fan of Michael Jackson. I know hot take for someone from the 1980s. I'm putting a pause on the story right here because uh, this is a total side note. How is Michael Jackson still famous? How like we this is the issue. This is my issue with cancel culture. What the hell, guys? Like, we just randomly pick and choose who it's, like, cool if they, you know, sexually assault people and then other people it's fine. Like, what? Like, how is my... What? How are any of us cool with Michael Jackson? Like, how is he remembered as, like, the best pop star of all time and not a pedophile? I'm so confused how that slipped through the cracks, the cancel culture cracks, because... Jacqueline Hill got canceled because her lipsticks were dirty when you opened them. And here we all are, all are still celebrating Michael Jackson. Give me a break. All right. Continuing the story. Additionally, my dad, or let's see, and additionally doesn't like most types of music. She's talking about her mom. So for her 40th birthday, my dad decided what better gift to give her than a Michael Jackson tribute CD and Guitar Hero. He had gone shopping with my 14-year-old brother, and my brother is the one who wanted Guitar Hero. And my dad fully thought, yes, this is an excellent gift to give my wife. She handled it well in the moment, but was definitely upset for the next week, and he had some major apologizing to do. Needless to say, he hasn't bought any gifts for her since then, and it is still remembered for its infamy, and he takes heat for it every year. All right, dads, dads of children who have wives that are tired, let me give you a foolproof gift. Send your wife to a hotel for a night by herself. Like Guitar Hero is not cheap. Like that is an expensive gift. You could for sure get her one night at a nice hotel somewhere nearby. Like just send her away. Give her a bottle of bubble bath and a cozy pair of socks. Say go to a hotel. Turn off your phone. None of us will bother you for the next 24 to 36 hours. Just go sleep and order room service and watch something trashy on TV. That will work every single time. I I am telling you, like if nothing else, if I got this for every, I'm not even a mom or a wife, <laughs> but if somebody got me a hotel room by myself every birthday and every Christmas, I would be so happy. That is the that is the best gift ever. Okay, next one. Maybe not the worst, but the weirdest was a wedding gift I got from my cousin, a 1,000 piece puzzle of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I hate puzzles. I have tried so hard, so hard to like puzzles. My family does them every single holiday. Like it's always just like we set up a table, we do the puzzle, and then we have like snacks out on the counter, Christmas movies are playing. Like it's such a good vibe, but it's they're so frustrating and so unsatisfying to me. I don't know. I don't know if I need to like take an edible before to make it fun, but uh, yeah, I I cannot get into to puzzling. But I will give it another shot. It's kind of like reading. I told you guys that I would try it out and I told you guys I would probably pick up a new hobby and then abandon it. So maybe puzzling is my next one. Okay. 
Next one. When I was young, I was obsessed with the Broadway musical Wicked. My mom and dad had gone when I was younger and brought me home a ton of merch because they thought I'd like it and I ended up loving it. I would sing popular at every school musical audition and I knew the words to every song. When I was about 12 or 13, I found out the tour was coming to my area and I freaked out and told my mom all I wanted for Christmas and my birthday, since they were kind of close, was tickets to see Wicked. She said maybe, which usually meant yes, and I was so excited. Christmas Day comes and I'm literally peeing my pants with anticipation. I opened my first few presents and they were the typical clothes, shoes, toys, whatever. And then I opened my last present. I'm so nervous and excited because this was my last chance for tickets and I was so close. I slowly opened the paper and it was the book, Wicked. I frantically turned the pages thinking maybe she had hidden the tickets inside the pages somewhere, but there was nothing, just a book. I was so bummed, but I understood tickets were expensive, but it probably just wasn't in the budget. But then... My mom opens her gift from my dad and it's two tickets to see Wicked in San Francisco. I was so shocked and asked my mom, are they for me and you? And she replied, no, they're for me and dad. I was devastated. I never experienced such heartbreak and I couldn't hold my emotions in. So I started crying and all my siblings made fun of me. To make things even worse, I started reading the book, but only got a couple chapters in before I realized it was not appropriate for a 12-year-old. That book is whack, by the way. Uh, the line speaking about Elphaba's purple pubes will be ingrained in my memory for eternity. That is so, so, so painful. All right, next one. When I very first got on birth control pills, I went a little crazy. Birth control? Okay, here, here's what I'm learning, first of all, before I say this. You can't trust anybody's experience on basically anything that has to do with your reproductive system. Like, birth controls don't affect everybody the same way. Periods are not the same. Pregnancy is not the same. But I, I will say a lot of people I know, including myself, went nuts on the pill. I went so insane. I was like a horny gremlin. I could not be contained. My anger was off the charts. I cried at everything. It was a weird experience. Uh, okay. But she goes on the day before my birthday, my fiance and I mostly just myself got in a fight over something dumb. And I told him not to get me anything for my birthday. The next day, my birthday, I obviously expected a gift. He had not gotten me anything. So he went to his mom's basement stash and got me some hairspray. Here's a good rule of thumb. If any woman says, don't do this. Well, okay. If any woman says, don't get me anything or don't buy me something, uh, ignore her and buy it and just do it. Just do it. Even if you have fully agreed. I was in a relationship where we just agreed not to get each other gifts. And still, I, I remained disappointed every single time. So just if she says that, just do it. Just get her a gift. Also, if here, here's something that I have learned about myself. If I storm out of the room because I'm mad, I want you to follow me, especially if I say, don't follow me. I, why am I this way? I don't know. Why am I not a better communicator? I don't know. I, it's just something I'm learning that, you know, sometimes don't listen to us. Okay. Next one. For Mother's Day, my sweet husband got me a mini muffin pan and nothing more. I was freshly postpartum with our third baby, and he thought he really hit the nail on the head with a muffin tin for Mother's Day. I was so mad in the moment, but we can laugh about it now. And I told him that there is no way I am accepting a $5 muffin pan. And the following week, he took me shopping to find a new summer wardrobe. I just wish I knew what was going through his mind when he thought, oh, a muffin pan. She is going to love this. Another good gift giving rule for you out there. Um, stay away from houseware. Anything cooking or cleaning related. Um, it doesn't it doesn't send a good message. It's not coming off the way that you think it might. <laughs> it's just, it's bad. Do you remember in Father of the Bride when Brian gets Annie the blender and she like has a full existential crisis because of it? Just stay away from it. 
that save that for like a, a surprise on a random Tuesday. Say, oh I, oh, I saw this at the store and I thought, you know, thought we needed a new muffin pan. So I grabbed it. That's when it's appropriate. Planned holiday, planned birthday. Nope. Nothing housewary. A guy bought a velvet violet shirt for him to wear on our first date. And he told me it was a gift for me. Weird thing to do on a first date, by the way, totally not required to buy a gift. So that just made it as weird as possible. I went on a date one time with somebody, I was probably 19. And I went on a date with somebody who, first of all, when he, when he showed up, I thought he was dressed up. Like I thought he was in costume for a bowling. Like I thought it was like, um, like fifties themed, like sock hop bowling. Uh, but no, he just dressed weird and he had purple shoes on with a purple belt and a purple polo. And then he drove a purple Pontiac. He just loved purple. Couldn't get enough. I think about him all the time. I think about where he is all the time. Like, is he married? Does he live in a purple house? Does he require his wife to wear purple all the time? I don't know, but I'm going to look him up on Facebook just to double check. All right, <laughs> next one. So this is actually a really great gift, but the reasoning behind the gift is the worst. I live with my in-laws or I lived with my in-laws while we were building our home. Rip to my privacy and mental well-being. These people are the best. Don't get me wrong. I actually genuinely enjoy my in-laws. But if you live with someone who's not your spouse or significant other and children long enough, you're just going to bug each other. That being said, one evening, my husband and I were being a bit snippy with each other, as any normal married couple will do from time to time. I'm madly in love with the guy, but I was overstimulated and so was he, hence the snipping. Anyway, later that evening, a phone was sitting on the counter in front of me and it dinged and the screen lit up with a text. Blank is terrible. That's right. My name. Turns out it was my father-in-law's phone and my mother-in-law had just texted him that I was terrible. I saw it and they saw that I saw it. Anyway, I'm a lover of music and have always wanted to play the banjo. It's always been my dream. So the next day, my father-in-law bought me a $1,000 brand new banjo. I think we all know why. That's so bad. But I got to say, I am not above an apology present. Like, I think that some people think like, well, you can't buy my forgiveness. Mine's for sale. You can absolutely buy my forgiveness. Like, without a doubt, if you do something terrible, but you buy me, if you spend $1,000 on something I want, I would love to do, I would love to forgive you. All is forgiven. Like, if somebody really wronged me, but then got me like, I don't know, a $1,000 gift card to Sephora, I would never be mad at them ever again. Okay, maybe that's a, that's a little bit dramatic. Okay, next one. This is technically my husband's story, but the worst gift we've ever received is a juicer from his parents. This is only a bad gift because my, his sister received a $5,000 Louis Vuitton purse. I was honestly so shocked because my parents would never. Sadly, we've gotten used to my in-laws giving my sister-in-law better gifts. So strange, but I've decided it's not worth the fight or awkwardness. LOL. I don't get this mentality. I feel like my like my parents, when they're gifting their kids stuff, like they include their daughter. I mean, my parents only have daughters-in-law because I have all brothers, obviously. But like I get the same thing that like my sisters-in-law get. Like they include all of us at like the same tier. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's unique and it's obviously amazing. But I feel like so many in-laws, like they do something really nice for their own kids and then they just completely forget about their in-law kids. I don't know. Just maybe maybe I'm off. Maybe my social reading on that is off and it's normal for parents to only gift good stuff to their own kids. But uh, yeah, I've definitely experienced this. Also, one time I got a dustpan, a actual no, not even a broom, just a dustpan. And everybody else got like a Bose, Bo Bose, I don't know if that's how you say it, a Bose speaker. 
and I got a dustpan. I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm, I guess I see, I see where the hierarchy is. <laughs> okay, next one. This one is about my ex and I'm so glad I broke up with him. So this is back when I was in my mid twenties. My birthday is the first week of May and around mid April, I had been laid off. I had also just barely moved into a new place by myself. So money was a squidge tight. I like that word squidge. I'd been with my boyfriend at the time for about three years. And so I felt 100% comfortable asking him to help me with rent. Like literally if I could borrow $150 to make sure I covered May's rent. I said I would pay him back as soon as I got a new job. He agreed and gave me enough money to cover my rent. Let me preface the rest of the story by saying I got a new job mid-May and paid him back 100%. Anyway, so my early May birthday rolls around and he completely ignored me. Doesn't text me during the day, doesn't come visit, nothing. In the evening of my birthday, I'm kind of hurt and I'm like, okay, hello? Nothing, not even a birthday text. And he replied and said, well, I spotted you money for rent. Is that not birthday present enough for you? You're being selfish. Something along those lines. So anyway, we aren't together anymore, but that birthday sucked. As somebody who is not opposed to a cash gift, let me tell you, I'll take I'll take cold hard cash any day. Uh, what the hell? Like, I just, I feel like, okay, I heard this on another podcast before, and I feel like this rings true. I wish I knew what podcast it was, but men, a lot of times, instead of being forthright about how they feel, instead of saying, hey, I, my feelings have changed in this relationship. I don't think that we should be together anymore. They just start to slowly cut off affection. And in doing so, not only is it like the most hurtful thing that somebody could ever do, like being honest is being kind. Like it is the nicest thing that the nicest possible option. Obviously, breakups suck. Like nobody's going to feel good. Not both or both people aren't going to feel good at the end of a breakup. But like it is the kindest thing you can do to say like this isn't working. We need to we need to break up because the like slow cutting off. And I feel like it's things like this. It's things like ignoring her on her birthday, not calling her at night. Like you've been together three years and you don't text her on your birthday. Like nobody who's in a committed, loving, happy relationship does that. So if you don't want to be the world's biggest asshole, you should have just texted her month, you know, a month before and say, Hey, I think that my feelings have changed. Can we talk? I think it's time we break up. Like, this is just the meanest possible thing you can do. You get like, I, I, I don't know. And again, I'm generalizing. It's not all men, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure women do it too. Like you just slowly start pulling affection away. And it is, it is brutal. It is for sure the most brutal way you can break up with somebody because then they get it in their head. And then you're hoping that they'll bring it up. Like they'll be unhappy to the point of where they just bring up the concept of breaking up and then you're off the hook. Sometimes you're not off the hook. Sometimes if your feelings have changed, you have to be the one to end the relationship. Just come on, let's be adults here. Let's break up like adults. Just make it clear. Okay. All right, next one. I have been waiting for this exact topic, but it comes with a story. I got married in January, so our first quote-unquote real holiday together was Valentine's Day. My husband worked right next door to a popular clothing boutique, and they had this gorgeous dress in the window on display. It was black and white floral maxi dress, and I wanted it so bad. I hinted more than once that I liked it, and he even suggested we go in one day to look at it just a few days before Valentine's Day. I was so hopeful he got the hint because I assumed that's what, excuse me, that's what couples do get gifts for each other on Valentine's Day. Thank you, unrealistic Hallmark movies. I don't think that's that unrealistic. Valentine's Day seems like a gift holiday to me. The big day rolls around and I wrap up his gift all cute and fancy. I got him his favorite cologne, a new shirt, and his favorite treat. Wife of the year? Yep. Anyway, he gets home from work and I give him his gift and he was so shocked and surprised. I could tell he was slightly embarrassed as he reached behind him and grabbed a grocery bag from our local grocery store. He proceeds to tell me happy Valentine's Day and gives me a bag of frozen pasta, a bagged salad, and bread. Yep. 
grocery store dinner. He didn't even make me the dinner. I still had to cook it. I was devastated to say the least. And I called my mom crying. We've been married for almost eight years now. And the gift giving has definitely improved. Here's another thing to look out for when you're giving gifts to women. Just because they do something a lot doesn't mean they like it. And that's things like cooking and cleaning. Like just because you see your wife or girlfriend cooking or cleaning a lot, that doesn't mean it's her favorite activity. Like unless she has outwardly expressed that she like has a hobby of cooking or baking or something, just because she makes dinner for you every night doesn't mean that it's something that she wants to spend her free time doing. And she certainly does not want to be gifting or gifted it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to end on this one because it kind of summarizes like the whole point of, of this episode. She said the worst gift that she ever got was a cookbook for recipes cooking pork. And the only thing she's allergic to is pork. And the reason I end on this one is because I want to leave with a lesson on gift giving. I just, I mean, people downplay gift giving. And sometimes, of course, there's people who maybe don't really care about the gifts that they get. But I just feel like it is an opportunity to tell somebody that you see them or that you notice them or that you care that they have something that they like. And that's why it's so offensive to get things from people who know you really well, like your significant other. It's so offensive to get things that just do not resonate with you and that you've never asked for. So obviously this is hilarious and, you know, like reading terrible gift stories brings me a sick amount of joy. I am here to be a voice of the, a voice of the people, voice of the women, a voice of the bad broads out there. We want better gifts. Okay. We don't want to wait all year for Christmas and then open it up to a power tool or a steam mop. Okay. Just notice what we want. Get us something that's just for us. It will go further than you think. So there's my, there's my uh, preachy part of bad gifts. Otherwise, keep giving bad gifts because they make really good stories. All right. Thank you guys for being here with me today on our first episode of our fourth year. Well, almost, I'm a little late. But yeah, remember to subscribe, rate, review, join the Patreon for bonus content. Follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast. I love you so much. Remember to be safe and be kind and be hot. I missed that one week and somebody messaged me and said, well, now that I didn't hear it, I have no choice but to be ugly, dangerous, an ugly, dangerous bitch all week. And you know what? If that's the path you decide to go, I support that also. So I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.